Hello, welcome to Charity Chat. I'm your host, Samuel Davies. In this episode, we speak to David Zarzeski about the work he is doing at Kindred and the wider issues of ethical consumerism and the place that charities have in encouraging that ethical consumerism. We speak about the trends in the retail sector, the impact of the pandemic on that sector, and how Kindred is one option for charities looking to develop their fundraising while finding new forms of giving for their supporters. This episode is brought to you by our platinum sponsor, Charity People. So without further ado, here is David Zajewski talking to me about ethical consumerism and charity. I'm delighted to be joined by David Zarzeski, Executive Director at Kindred. David, thank you for joining us for Charity Chat. Thank you for having me. Lovely to meet you. So maybe we could start by talking about your background and what you do at Kindred. Yeah, uh, with pleasure. So we, um, I'm, uh, I'm head of, uh, I guess, sort of brands and uh, part of the charity section, uh, working very closely with organisations and charitable causes uh, to try and help them raise money, uh, especially now when, when donor fatigue is, is, is pretty much at an all-time high, yeah. um, more so over the last sort of nine, ten months um, due to the pandemic. So um, so what we're doing is we're encouraging and we're helping charities raise money through, um, I guess, a bit of tech that we've created uh, that taps into the, the retail market, well, generally the, the online market, um, and enables people to shop uh, they get rewarded for shopping with cashback and, and, and a percentage of that cashback gets donated to their charitable cause. So they can donate all of that cashback to their charitable cause. And obviously we're, we find ourselves, we're recording this in, uh, in January, the end of January, 2021 and the COVID pandemic uh, seems to have taken the limelight away from uh, the climate emergency, which was obviously in the news um, kind of beginning of last year and, and before but this still seems to be driving consumerism and that can perhaps be indicated by recent Tesla share price increases, the growth in lithium mining for electric car batteries, ongoing government investments in renewable energy as part of the 2015 Paris Agreement, which seeks to move countries to a low carbon economy. There also appears to be increasing coverage of the role that the textile industry has in contributing to carbon use. It's around 10%, I believe, from the work that you're doing, are you seeing an increase in ethical consumerism in, in what we're all buying and what role do you think charities have in encouraging ethical consumerism? Yeah, I, I think we are. I mean, it, it, interestingly, you know, I, I remember back in the 90s or certainly the end of 1990, I think the ethical consumerism, I think it was around a, a $11.2 billion uh, dollar, um, uh, sort of industry uh, now, roughly. 41 42 billion so it's a clearly there's a staggering increase in that which i think is brilliant um but there's a lot to be done and 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 you know what what i think what's fascinated me is i think the the in terms of the retail side and 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 i think more so on sort of ethically sourced materials and that side of things i think they're a bit slower Mm -hmm. and, and i think more can be done um, and more needs to be done, and, and, I, and I think a lot of that comes down to awareness, you know, more awareness, um, educating our, our children and, and 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 the younger generation who are actually, I think, already incredible, at, you know, what they do and the passion that they show 
to a lot of the initiatives that that, that are going on. Um, but I think you know it, it, it all starts from home, and uh, and I think you know and how how we look to consume um, you know makes a big difference. I I, I do feel there's a sense of um, to shop you know in, in an ethical manner you know the fair trade products, the organic products that you can buy. The, the families that don't have an awful lot of money, you know, they're 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 out outpriced. Mm. You know, they can't afford to, um, to 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 purchase some of these products. And 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 I think what we need to try and do is is look at how we can make these these products, these ethically sourced products, you know, within the price range of everybody, um, uh, and making it more affordable. And I think if we do that, we'll probably notice an even larger increase. Um, and I think bit by bit, if we can do our bid, and if you know we can encourage brands and, and the retailers and the the the, the retail market in itself um, uh, to 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 think about where they source their cotton from, um, you know how they're renewing their their clothes, um, you know recycling material, making it more sustainable. I think actually, you know that that will have a, a greater impact. And in particular, I think you know what what would help a lot is that you can. At the moment, you know, we we pay whether it's through Amazon or whoever it is that we're using, and they they deliver to your door, and they're probably delivering a million other packages around your neighbourhood. And I think the click and collect idea is is far better and better for the environment. And if you can go and collect it on your bicycle, fantastic. Or walk to to where you can collect it from, then then I think you're doing that you know that small bit for the planet and and, and for the greater good. Obviously, you're you're working with retailers in, in with Kindred, and you're you're presumably you're brokering these deals with with retailers and with companies who are then offering consumers the chance to donate a percentage of their purchase to charities. That's right, is it? Uh, in a way, so so what we do is we we've got you know nearly thirty thousand probably now um, uh, websites retailers on the platform. Um, and they range from you know, clothing brands to, to holiday companies right across the board. And, and what we do is that we, we have negotiated that they, rather than the individual having to dip in their own pocket and, and make a donation, when they shop, they're, they're, they're rewarded with cashback. The consumer is rewarded with cashback. And, and what happens is a percentage of that cashback, whatever happens, a minimum of 1% of that cashback that they, they receive um, gets or has to be donated to a chosen charitable cause. So when they register and they download um, the, the Clever Shopping Companion on their laptop, um, they have to choose a charity. Uh, there's 45, 50,000 charities to choose from. And then what they do is when they when they uh, go online and they start shopping, if if it's one of the brands we're working with, it flashes up in the corner of the laptop. It says, hey, do you want to activate your cashback? Depending on what they've set their, their parameters at, you know, 10%, uh, they're going to donate to the charity or 100%, whatever it might be. Uh, that then gets divvied up and sent across to that charitable cause. And ultimately, the idea is, you know, we're trying to encourage people to become more conscious in how they consume. Mm. There's a feel-good factor. I think, I think, you know, I've got a 15-year-old daughter who, who, you know, when she when she shops and uses the the, the Kindred extension, she loves it because there's an element of she gets to donate 50% of her cash back to um, dementia, Alzheimer's research, and and the other 50% goes into her Kindred wallet, which she can take out to through PayPal or she can continue let it build up and, and purchase something else online. So I think, you know, that's been great. I think, you know, that, that sort of whole online landscape has, has changed drastically 
um, it's certainly over the last 10 months because of the COVID pandemic. I think that's had a huge influence on, on how we shop. Um, and, 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 and it's hard because I, you know, I feel for those retailers, you know, who, who are shut down, number one, who are closed, but, but also, you know, footfalls down drastically when they were open anyway. Um, and, and I think it really is going down, going down to sort of the, the online shopping. I think, you know, I, I think when we come out of this, I think it, we'll, we'll notice uh, an increasing number of retailers will probably stick and, and, and go to online versus um, you know, having a, a potentially a physical shop front. And I, I guess for the retailer is the benefit of working with um, kind of companies like Kindred that recognizing that there might be more demand from customers for ethical consumerism that they are getting involved in that by offering these these kind of cashback incentives to, to yeah, good causes think, yeah no i think they are and we're noticing more and more the ones i love and the ones i really champion are um are the smaller sort of uh the new enterprises that the you know that are really trying to make a difference there's there's one at the moment they do a lot of stuff um I think they do a lot, of, a lot of stuff. I think it's with H and M, but they're called um, Stories.com or other stories, and, and they're on there on, on, on our one of, one of the brands that we have when you shop. Um, and, and I and I loved you know, to see a lot of these smaller enterprises and people trying to do good and, and ethically do the right thing, making sure that that you know where you know the people that that are stitching the clothes that you know they're looked after they're you know they're not working in these awful sweat factories mm. and i think that's really important and that's my frustration and i think there are some fast fashion brands who who have you know are still um out of touch um uh, and i think that's putting it really politely um and i think there's a lot more that can be done and needs to be done and i i hope through what we do helping out some other charities that in our on our journey and i think i said to you when we first spoke you know we we're not playing god um but but what we are doing what we are encouraging and we're hoping more and more people do is encourage people to shop you know with a conscience to shop ethically um and to buy materials that that are sustainable are renewable um and and even down to silly things you know when you're at home you know recycling things use getting you know getting a recycling bin and doing it the right way um you know, all these things make a significant difference. And it's the small, small little touches that we can do. and We can teach our children that, you know, as and, and if we if one household does it, then you know, think of what we could all do. It's scary what, with what's happening with our planet. And I, you know, I, 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 I'm on a quest to try and help do good and, 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 and try and encourage more people to to do good shop well and, 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 and live healthier too. I guess it's it's a it's a weird kind of complex uh, trade off, I suppose. The, the way I look at it in terms of uh, consumerism, because you know I'm I can I'll say I, I buy lots of bits and pieces. I buy a lot of little bits and pieces off eBay, and uh, and, and I get all this stuff delivered, and it all it's all so easy. You know, it, it arrives. You know, my wife and I, we even know our PDP driver and our Hermes driver because we buy all these little bits and pieces. And then you know, yeah. then then we we kind of we're constantly trying to recycle everything properly, and even to the point where we had a we went through a phase of trying to do these eco bricks where we were pushing all this plastic into these bottles and things like that. But uh, you know, is 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 that conflict with the actual the I suppose the 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 desire or the the feeling of need to buy stuff, and uh, I suppose there are all these different areas of ethical consumerism, aren't there? In terms of 
on the one hand, yeah, yeah. buying the right thing, the most most ethical version of a thing, and then buying as little as you can, and then recycling. It's all. Well, I, 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 do you know what? That's an interesting point, and I think certainly in lockdown there is an element of what they call boredom buying. Oh yeah, um, probably. <laughs> and and you know you're, you're sort of sitting on your sofa and you've seen something on 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 you know I'm, I'm sort of surfing online on 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 Kindred or or Amazon or whatever it might be, and and I see um you know it might be a, a some sort of potato masher gadget device which i don't really need and i think oh that looks great so i you know i buy it but then what really frustrates me is that when it arrives and you know the gadget's probably only the size of you know my, my sort of slightly bigger than you know my pen yeah. but when it arrives it's in a box that's you know practically the size of half my desk <laughs> and 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 that kind of irritates me because i think well yeah, there's just no need for that. That you know, it's just a waste of of packaging. It's a waste mm. of cardboard. It's a waste of a of a you know, I think of a tree and all these things. And and you know, that that's when I that's when I, I think well, actually, well, I didn't need to do that. So so I kind of blame myself a bit for that. But also the packaging that it comes in, it's it it, it ridiculous. It's it, it's huge and it doesn't need to be. And I think you know we need to, and and the likes of people like Amazon, I think, do need to look at how they're packaging certain products because I don't think. And I understand they're using a lot of paper and, and cardboard, and I know that you can recycle that. But I think the size of these packages, I think it's it is it's obscene, and um, I think that needs to be addressed in particular. I really do. Obviously, we we talked about the fact that we're in the global pandemic, and. And the impact that's having on on lots of different kind of behaviors, I guess, consumer behaviors as well. We touched on that. In in terms of obviously the high street, is got, we mentioned that, and and recently I saw that I think there was a report that the high street's lost about one hundred seventy thousand jobs in the UK, which is astonishing. We know that unemployment in some areas is going up in a, a, really, a terrible way. What what effect is all of this having on online purchasing? Are you seeing any? Big increases in online purchasing through uh, through what you do with Kindred. Yeah, I think I mean certainly at the beginning of the pandemic, um, we noticed with the, you know, the chemists and online shopping in terms of groceries that sort of thing, it really accelerated and 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 it was you know it really went through the roof. And I think there was you know there was obviously that element of panic buying at the time. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, I think now as as things slowed down, you know certainly after Christmas in particular now. You know, yeah, I think there's people. You know, the people, the people have no other choice but but buy. And I think you know, a lot of people are still furloughed, so you know, there's a large number of people who are still furloughed. And of course, because they're not commuting and they're not going out and spending in the pubs or bars, you know, they, I guess, to a degree, they're they're probably fairly even in terms of what they're earning. And, and so, of course, there's still you know, a lot of people are still spending online. And and you know, it was it was interesting actually because I I pulled I pulled some stats actually. I, I was looking at the. Uh, this is based on 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 average spend in London, and right. and and I think I've got these stats just above here. But I think the I mean the average person spends in London about about a thousand one thousand two hundred and fifteen pounds per month on online shopping. Like, this is London based on, wow. on the average person, which I thought was staggering. That's more than what I do, but that that's the average person in London what they spend, and and so uh, and then what we did was we we did an analysis on this because you know we based this on. On you know if if you were to use Kindred and you have the the, the shopping companion installed on your computer, if they got an average of six percent cashback um, back, that would that they would earn the charity around seventy two pounds ninety 
I think it is roughly a, a, a month. I mean, that's an astonishing amount, isn't it? I, I, I work for a charity and if we had people giving us 72 pounds a month, then we'd be classing them as a major donor probably. Well, this, well, this is what's been really interesting about what we do with Kindred because we've, we're working with lots of different charities and, we, and we're encouraging more charities to, to approach us so we can help support them. Mm. But what we do is we create them a landing page and, and, and that landing page then gets sent out to their donors and, and their supporters and people and anybody then who, who adds the, the shopping companion to their landing page, they're, they're, I guess they're attached to that charity. And what, what we do is by default, that charity would be the charity that's set on their computer when they shop online. And, and we, we set the, the cash back at 100% and they can change it if the, if the individual wants to. But actually, it's proving to be really successful because it's a passive revenue that mm-hmm. the, that charity earns throughout the year. And as long as that, that consumer, that person, that donor keeps it on the computer, they will continually continue to donate and to give to that charitable cause. And, and, you know, based on that analysis, I think it works out at roughly £54,000 roughly a month based, based on, I think it was 750 people if they were to do that. Just 750 people would, would raise, you know, if they were average spend was £72 a month would be £54,000, which is significant for uh, a charity, especially now. When, when so many, uh, you know, I, I, so many charities are struggling. And what, what fascinated me was I had a, I don't know if I mentioned this to you when we spoke before, but I had a phone call with, I, I won't mention the charity, but they're one of the largest UK charities. And they're at a £364 million loss at the moment. Wow. And they reckon it's going to take them up to 10, 12 years to recoup that loss. And, and they're one of the larger charities. And what, mm. what really upsets me, what really concerns me, are, are you know, the, you know that, which is awful anyway in itself but but the charities that are you know sort of smaller charities that are out there it's horrific it's it's a car crash for these charities and yeah, yeah. and they're doing everything they can to survive and, and, and what I, I admire about what they're doing is this what in the midst of this while they're trying to keep their heads above water and tread water they're helping other people whether it is through mental health or through you know feeding children or, or you know whatever the whatever the cause might be and 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 it, you know this is why I this is why I guess I'm so passionate about this because my view is well if you shop once a month or if you shop twice a month uh, and 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 you're being offered money cash back from a consumer then then use our plat use the use the platform the Kindred platform because if you do that you can donate a percentage of it or all of it to your to your cause and and you think if you multiply that by you know thousands and thousands of people. It, all of a sudden, this we, you know this this makes a significant difference for charities, especially now, and 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 that's why I guess I <laughs> and sorry sorry for my I'm just incredibly passionate about this, and 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 that's why we 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 want to become the largest. Well, we will become the largest charitable donor on earth because we want to make a difference, and we won't stop until we achieve that. I think we can all make a difference in 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 how we shop, whether it is online or. You know, we hope to have this on, on mobile phone devices at some point in March or April, which would be brilliant. But um, but yeah, we want people to shop with a heart, ultimately. And that, and that to me, is, is, uh, is really important. And David, in terms of once the, say if a charity signs up to Kindred and then you know, and and then they've they've got people uh, supporters out there who are then choosing them to receive some of their cash back, and then that information comes through to the charity. The the charity then presumably receives the information as you would with a just giving report or something like that, do they? So they, they'll know who it is, and then yeah. they'll be able to 
kind of keep in touch with that person and thank them for choosing to give their cash back to the charity and things? Yeah, so well, if, it, if it's somebody externally who, who's just come through kindred.co and, and added it, and they've chosen, um, you know, for instance, dementia Alzheimer's research, um, then they'll just see donations coming through. They won't know who it's from. They'll know it's from Kindred. It's come from Kindred, but they won't know the individual. Whereas the the charities itself, what we're doing is we're saying we're also encouraging them and organisations through the CSR initiatives to, to to share this to their employees to get their employees to add it, and in, in which case they you know they can do good as well. But so in particular for the charities, we you know we create them at landing page and they can send it out to their donors because I would imagine. You know, out of let's say a thousand donors, I'm pretty sure most of them, 99% of them, would shop online once a month at least. Is there is there any way that the charity can can keep in touch with those people? Then, from the sounds of it, it's it's more a sense of kind of making sure that their their websites are up to date and things, so that people that are using Kindred choosing that charity, it's it's down to them to really understand more about the charity, or, or can the charity proactively contact them in any way at all or yeah well they i mean the charity that most most if it's done through the charity creating the landing page the, the, the charity will be creating their own donor base okay. so they're already in touch with them anyway sure. um what they're, what they're doing is rather than saying to somebody hey can you write me a check for a thousand pounds they're saying look we, we understand that times are tough for you this is a great way for you to earn maybe some cash back in your pocket number one mm-hmm. But you can also donate whatever happens, a minimum of 1%, but the max of whatever you want to donate, 100%, to our cause when you shop online. So rather than leaving, I guess, sort of rather than leaving cash on the table, this is a good opportunity to pick it up when you shop online and, and donate it to your cause. And that, that was why we looked at the retail market, because it's, a, it's like a $6.2, $6.3 trillion sector. Wow. And, and, and you've got all these cashback sites out there. There's lots of different ones. Um, and that's what you know we're not a cashback site you know we're a social enterprise and what we're trying to do is when we looked at the cashback um, uh, sort of market hundreds of millions of pounds globally are just left on the table that, that no one's claiming any of yeah. this money and 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 it was a real kind of it was you know it's the light bulb moment so well hang on a second that's crazy you know it's a huge industry um, you know all this money's being left on the table well you know we we could there's a purpose of what we're doing and there's a reason why we've, we've formed this group called Kindred and, and this is how we're going to do it. That's how we created the, the shopping campaign or the browser extension that sits on, on your computer. And it's very simple once it's there, it just flashes up. And if it's one of the retail sites that we work with or holiday site, whatever it is, that will flash up and says, hey, do you want to activate it? Just activate it and just carry on shopping as usual. There's no, you know, you don't have to go through Kindred to go into that site. You just go, once it's on your computer, 20 seconds, just go straight to that website. And if it's there, it'll flash up and that's it. It's very simple. And it sounds like this could be uh, an opportunity for charities who, especially the large charities or, or the, you know, the kind of the local charities who maybe have a charity shop. Obviously, they've been closed pretty much all for a year now, I guess. There have been a couple of times mm. where I think char- charity shops have been open, but largely it's been since the pandemic began here in March of uh, 2020. So I guess that using online, using online shops, using, um, you know, charity, eBay sites, using Kindred, using all these different things, it might be a kind of a a good alternative for them. I think so. Definitely. I mean, we, you know, we, we created that, um, the rainbow thank you t-shirt that that raised, um, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds for the, for the NHS. And what we did was we also created them a, um, a merchandise shop, online merchandise shop. 
um, and anything that was purchased from the, the merchandise shop, which is all sustainable and, and ethically sourced, um, all the proceeds would go to, to the NHS. And, and we're doing that for a lot of charities who don't have, uh, either don't have an online, well, don't have an online shop. Um, so so we, we're working, and, and that doesn't cost them anything, that's free. Um, and, and it's just, innate, whether it's through a T-shirt campaign or through mugs or through onesies or whatever it might be, um, but we, we, we are, we're helping support um, these charities through as many ways as we, as we can. Um, utilizing, uh, you know, the, the the platform that we've got, and and hopefully utilizing their brilliant donors um, to encourage them to support their cause. What do you hope for the future for both Kindred and the retailers you work with, and the charities your platform supports? It would be wonderful uh, for, for, for everybody to shop in this way because, you know, whether it's on the, you know, eventually through their mobile phones and, and at the moment on their laptops, because, it, it, you know, it's a wonderful way to give back without thinking about it. You know, that, that's, that's the key thing for me. And if we can make a significant difference, especially now and over the next five years where, you know, as I mentioned, it's going to take 10 years for some of these charities to, to recoup costs and, and some of them even more and some of them won't bounce back. So if we can help them raise significant funds through, you know, if you've got 750 donors and, and out of your 750 donor base, which is pretty small, you know, you think some of these charities have thousands and thousands. So just based on those stats I gave you earlier on, 750 people could raise £54,000 a month through just shopping a couple of times, maybe even £30,000 a month through just shopping a couple of times through their laptops. And, and thinking to activate the cashback when they shop, whether they go to Boots or whatever it might be, uh, it becomes really powerful. And, and if we can become the largest charitable donor through, through everybody getting behind this and supporting this, then I feel we've done a great job to support these charities. And we want to do more. We want to raise more awareness uh, about what we do, about what the charities do. But at the same point, I think it's also important on our journey, as we, just, as we touched earlier on, about you know, people thinking ethically how they purchase and, and that really does go right the way back to the brands, to the people that are selling these products. And I think, you know, if we can, if we can look to, to brands that are selling these ethically sourced products, if we can try to make it more affordable for people, you know, you, we might notice a, a slightly more and a slightly significant rise in people actually looking that direction. The same with, with food and, and, and with the things that we eat, eat and drink. So, you know, that we've, we've got a, we've got a long journey ahead of us and I'm excited and, and, and I, I would, you know, welcome anybody to come and join our journey and anybody to get in touch with us and, and talk to us. But but we want to do good and we want to bring positivity and, and help people. Where did this kind of desire to become the largest uh, donor to the charity sector come from? And, and what's your plan? What's your kind of strategy are you able to share anything about that yeah well i mean the, i can't i can't claim kindred being my idea i'd love to sit on here and take it all, all the all the credit, <laughs> all the credit. <laughs> but uh, but i can't you know aaron aaron simpson is the founder of kindred mm. and and the brains behind it and i think aaron you know along with myself I always felt he had a further purpose another purpose in life to, to do more and you know we, we we've been fortunate enough in the sense of the, the where we've worked before what we've done and and I think we it was great but our purpose wasn't fulfilled you know there's more that we could do and, and I think you know I, I've become a you know I guess I've certainly become more spiritual with how I think and, and look on life 
and uh, and I want to help as many people as I can. And and even if it's just through picking up the phone to somebody who's struggling and just trying to cheer them up and have a conversation with them, it's sure, really important. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that that's you know that's where where I you know that's kind of how it was I guess born to sort of trying to do more. I think it's it's talking to people like yourself. It's you know en- enabling and encouraging your audience and other audiences to adopt uh, you know to go to kindred.co and, and add the browser to their computers and, and eventually to the mobile phones to shop and think about how they shop because the more people that amplify this, the more people that share this to their friends to their family, the more charities get on board and they share it to their donors and encourage their staff to shop in this way the faster the quicker that we can help them they can help themselves uh, and in particular the more we can do globally for for charities I and mean, we you know we hope to to, to head to the us probably the latter part of the summer um, and start working out there but there's a lot to be done on home soil and we're you know as a uk social enterprise let, let's get that right first let's help our our charities um, and 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 do what we can to support these people because without these people that that, that work within these charities, you know, people would be homeless and and people wouldn't be eating meals. And I, you know, I get goosebumps when I talk about it. But but it's true. You know, we we wouldn't have the care and the people that the, the compassion and 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 a lot of these people that are either volunteers or do it for very little. And and I take my hat off to these people because without them. You know, we we would be in a, a, a we'd be in turmoil. We really would, and and people would be suffering. And I, and so what what all these charities do is remarkable. David Zajeski, thank you for contributing to Charity Chats. Thank you very much. Big thank you there to David Zajeski. Talking to David. It- it occurred to me that often I think about online retail and retail in general in the context of the household names, the big business, the likes of Amazon and eBay. But of course, we're not just talking about big business, are we? As David mentioned, small businesses are working increasingly online and very small producers like those listed on the likes of Etsy and other sites are often one-person operations. Ethical products often come with a price tag. And whether that's justified by the fact that they've been made ethically and at a reasonable higher cost or not, it does mean that it prices some people out. So while cheaper alternatives are available, what can customers do to continue to buy the things they want and need while supporting the causes that they love and may even rely upon themselves? Of course, there's also boredom buying, and I'm certainly a victim or a perpetrator of that. And I, like many of you, do have pangs of guilt along with buyer's remorse, especially when items come with lots of packaging or from very far away. There are a number of charities out there doing great work on educating consumers and retailers in terms of reducing their packaging, but it's also a fight and all consumers should consider how their purchases are helping or hindering pollution reduction efforts. Of course, it's easier said than done, but one thing that speaking with David has reminded me of is that buying what we need can be done in a way that also helps the charities we support. For charities to excel, we need to find ways of keeping up with consumer trends, always being careful not to provide a positive face for bad behaviour, but also reminding other sectors and players in these sectors that we exist as a sector. The charity sector exists and we need their support. 
Can charities find ways of tapping into the purchasing power of their supporters and a wider supporter base to help raise funds for their work while encouraging consumers to think about ethical consumerism in all of its guises? Time will tell. So thank you, dear listener, for getting this far with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Charity Chat Podcast. We'd love to hear from you either way. Please do get in touch with us. We're really enjoying all the feedback we're getting from our listenership and uh, we're always trying to do better. So do get in touch with us. It's just left me to thank our corporate sponsors, our platinum sponsor, Charity People, for enabling us to share insights, expertise, and best practice across our sector. Giant Squid Audio Lab for sponsoring our podcast kit. Magda Axmit for the beautiful website. Check it out, charitychat.org.uk. Forest of Fools for playing throughout the show and for playing us out right now. That's it from me. Keep on doing what you can. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Let's go.